The devil thought he had a hold of me. He told so many lies that I believed. Got too weak to carry on. I thought that I was too far gone. But then I heard a voice from Calvary. And now I'm singing. Let's get it, let's get it, let's get it. It's your boy Sully on the Excuse Me Podcast, Maximize the Moment Podcast. Let's get it, let's get it podcast. Let's dive into the word right now podcast. So with that being said, look, we're going to look at the first book of the Bible, y'all. We're going to look at Genesis chapter 4, verses 1 through 8. But before we do, before we get into the word, we are going to pray that God intervene his spirit with us, that he lay his spirit on our communion today. So with that being said, Father God, we invite you as we read your word, as we dive into your word, as we look to, as we seek, as we ask, as we knock on the door of your word, Father God, as we open up our hearts, open up our minds, open up our ears to what you have for us today. We pray that you break every stronghold, that you break every bondage for the listeners that are out there today. And even those that are not listening, any of those that are dealing with COVID, any of those that are dealing with health problems, any of those that are dealing with brokenness in their lives, depression, suicide, mental health issues, whatever stronghold that they may be dealing with, break those things, break those things, break those things immediately, Father God, so that they can move forward in you, Father God, and see your light. See your peace, see your abundance in their life, Father God. Walk with them. Be the light unto their path. Make their path straight, Father God. We say these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So whatever form of media that you have, whether it be your tablet, whether it be your phone, whether it be the Bible itself, a physical copy, however you you ingrain the scripture, we're going to go to Genesis 4 verses 1 through 8. And it goes like this. Adam made love to his wife, Eve, and she became pregnant and gave birth to Cain. She said, with the help of the Lord, I have brought forth a man. Later, she gave birth to his brother, Abel. Now, Abel kept flocks and Cain worked the soil. That man was out in the field. In the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. And Abel also brought an offering, fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. Amen. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering, but on Cain and his offering, he did not look favor. So Cain was very, very angry and his face was downcast. Then the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires, it desires to have you, but you must rule over it. Now, Cain said to his brother Abel, let's go out in the field. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and he killed him. End of verse. So now we're going to walk the dog on these verses. We're going to pull some information out, some biblical truths and some practicality out so that we can apply it to where we are right now. And we're going to start with the second part of verse two, where it says, now Abel kept flocks and Cain worked in the soil. Abel was a shepherd. Cain was out in them fields. 
Verse 3, in the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits, some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. And Abel also brought an offering, fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. There is a difference there. Cain brought some of the fruits. Abel brought from the firstborn of his flock. Cain brought some. Abel brought the best. Some of us are bringing God just some. Some of us are bringing just some to our spouse, just some to our kids, just some to work. We are just bringing some to college, to our education, to your relationships, and you're wondering why you're not getting the very best back. Abel brought the best. God wants our best. This is the very first family on the planet Earth. Creation is literally laid out in front of them. The world is their oyster, literally. God has laid out the very best. God is only asking for the best that has already been given to you. He knows what your age is. He knows what you're going through. He knows what your gifts are. He knows how much money you make. He woke you up this morning. He knows how many hairs are on your head. He knows how many breaths you take. You got your lungs working. You're still alive on this planet we call Earth. And God is already asking for, he is only asking for what he's already produced in you and what is seated inside of you in your life. When we give God our very best, that gives the opportunity for God to make our best better. God is the one that creates the growth. He provides the abundance and he is the way when there is no way. But it starts with giving over our best to the Lord. Now, biblically speaking, we see this coincide with the greater canon of the Bible. This is not a siloed experience. God specifies in great detail through Moses and Aaron to the Israelites throughout the book of Leviticus and Numbers types of offerings for certain occasions. And when he goes through these offerings, he's very, very specific, very legal jargon here. But he talks about lambs without defects. He talks about the finest flour. He talks about oil that's pressed from olives and how they're to be burned. During the Passover, when we're looking at the book of Exodus, the Passover and the blood that was spread over the mantelpiece, over the, over the doorways of the house for the Israelites, for the firstborn, and how that later correlates with the tribe of Levites being set aside for God. And the Bible says, take the Levites for me in place of all the firstborn of the Israelites and the livestock of the Levites in place of all the firstborn livestock of, of the Israelites. I am the Lord. It was Abraham that was tested by God, y'all. Sometime later, God tested Abraham and he said to him, Abraham. And Abraham said, here I am. Then God said, take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on the mountain. I will show you. Now we know the sacrifice doesn't end up going and God provides the sacrifice for Isaac in place of Isaac. But it is also God that not only gave us the entire universe, but his only begotten son. God gave us his word and gave us his word as an example for us and for us that we may remain in connection for him through Christ, the sacrifice that is now for what is greater to come. Instant gratification versus delayed gratification. And as we continue through our story in Genesis 4, the next verse, we see that Abel finds favor. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering, but on Cain and his offering, he did not look favor. So Cain was very angry. My man was upset and his face was downcast. 
Then the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry, man? Why are you angry, bruh? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? This is very applicable to us. How much more in our obedience will we find favor with God? God asked a rhetorical question here about being accepted because Cain understands what he is to do. Cain understands the rule set. He understands the game. Yet he made a choice. He made a choice to go away from what was right, to go away from his responsibility. God's not going to force you to do the right thing. We have free will. How you govern your autonomy will inevitably determine your eternity. How you manage your autonomy in this life will inevitably determine where you spend eternity. How much more does this speak to our daily decisions that lead to our destiny? We are li living in an era that likes to wave the finger and wave off self-accountability. We get upset when we have missed the mark, when it's all our fault. We get upset with people around us. We get upset with God. We get upset with family, co-workers, professors, teachers, health professionals, supervisors. We get upset with everybody when we need to own up to the responsibility we have in doing what is right. And it's not just doing the right thing just because it's the right thing, although that is a very morally good reason, but because there is divine benefit and there is thriving and growth when we acknowledge and discipline ourselves and submit ourselves to the precepts of God. God warns Cain. God warns Cain next on what his decisions will eventually lead to. But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It is crouching at the door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. This is very interesting because God personifies sin. He gives it a personality. He gives it a human action. It desires to have you. It desires to have you. It's clawing for your destruction. It's on your doorstep. God is providing insight as to what awaits outside of his construct that he has laid out. And it's not a pleasant one. Sin has a motive. And that motive is to have you suffer along with it. The wages of sin is death. And your investment into sin will pay dividends into the eternity of suffering and turmoil if you keep condoling down this route. But then he says, rule over the sin in your life. You must rule over it. Be dominant. 1 Corinthians 10.13 says, No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. It's not new, bruh. God is faithful. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide, God will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. God will provide you a way out that you may endure it. And we will get to that. God gives Cain accountability, but not only accountability, he gives him a choice when he gives him that accountability. God said in Genesis 1.26 to have dominion. That means control and sovereignty. He has not made you to be weak in God's strength. We are made strong through God's strength. Be dominant over your sin in your life. Rule over it. 
Just as Jesus was able to speak to the demons, his spirit lives in you. Speak against the sin in your life. Speak against poverty. Speak against negativity. Dominate over tragedy. Dominate under, over unemployment, over addiction, over drug use, over adultery, over temptation, over laziness, over death. You have dominion over it. Have dominion, have dominion, have dominion over that divorce. Have dominion over what's going on with your kids. Take over what is and whatever it is and have dominion. So God holds Cain accountable here out of love for him, just as any parent would their children. Do what is right and you will find favor. Do what is out of line and sin is there waiting for you and is waiting to devour you. So after we have met accountability, there is a choice. And I brought this up a little earlier. There is a choice. We all have a choice to adjust to the course that's been provided to us. After we slip, there is a course, there's an adjustment or steer another direction, go our own way. And this is a very principle minded concept. This is not emotional. Get away from emotional decisions. Then Cain makes a choice and his choice is to kill his brother. This is very, very interesting because Cain does not only just kill his sibling, but he kills the very thing he should be modeling after. Abel was walking in obedience and that should have been the framework for how Cain was to behave. But instead, he murders the very thing he should be imitating. He murders the behavior. He murders the one that God favors. And we see this with Christ. Christ is the word of God sent down that set a perfect example of what godly living is, of what kingdom living is, how we should conduct ourselves here amongst each other, how we should conduct ourselves in the kingdom with our relationship with God. But the religious leaders and supporters of that time killed the perfect rubric of what they were supposed to be imitating. The one who deserved nothing ended up paying the ultimate sacrifice, which leads me to ask, what are you crucifying? And what are you imitating? Are your decisions adding to your destiny with God? Is what you're imitating glorifying God? Is it glorifying yourself? Or is it glorifying the environment that's around you? I encourage you to be highly, highly discerning of the activities that are leading you down paths outside of how the Bible encourages us to live. Take on the responsibility. Just as Christ carried his cross, so must we bear the same responsibility through the ups and downs and unanticipated adversities that we encounter. We endure through Christ. Suffering is inevitable, but paradise and hell are eternal. Allow God to be your rock in the tumultuous times. God is only as far as you make him out to be. Bring your best to God. Center him in your life. Apply his word and his precepts. Be accountable in 2022. Be self-accountable in 2022. If you make a mistake, own it, repent, and don't make it again. Seek favor from our Savior, Christ, through lasting obedience and discipline in his word. Make the choice that leads to a Christian life, that leads to a life modeling after Christ, and leads to everlasting life in paradise and heaven with God. We will all go through our go-through. We all got our go-throughs to go through, but it's what we get past in this life that's all worth living when we meet God in heaven. 
With that being said, I'm going to pray. And I'm going to pray for all those that are out there. I'm praying for all those that are dealing with COVID. All those that are on this podcast that are listening. Even future listeners that are on this podcast listening. God, move in a mighty way. Break those strongholds that we talked about. Thank you for allowing us to dial into your word, God, and let these things permeate through us that we may be the salt and the light walking on this earth, Father God. Let us be the house on the hill, Father God, and shine your light. Let those things, let our actions mirror Christ. Let our actions mirror what Christ wants us to do and walk like Christ. Let us be in your word. Give us understanding of your word and let that expound into our lives, Father God. And if you have not accepted, if you're listening to this podcast and you have not accepted God as your Lord and Savior, pray this prayer with me. Lord, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I repent for all the sins that I committed, worth, thought, or deed. I believe in your son that has died for me and that he died and he rose again. He took my sins so that I may live through him and by his stripes, I am healed. So heal, heal me, Father God, be in my heart, be in, be in all the ways of my life, Father God, as I submit all that I am to you. And we say these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen, amen, amen. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's dominate. Let's dominate. Let's dominate. Have a great week and I'll see you next time on another Maximize the Moment. Let's get it.